Welcome. This is Alter to the Muse, episode two. I'm Josh. And I'm Angie. And today we are going to be talking about our inspiration, the things that um, we're passionate about, our muses. So Josh, what's your muse? So I'm inspired by, honestly, day-to-day life and the things that are just going on around me, you know, watching the, watching the rivers, watching the, the birds, you know, when the bringing in the wood to start the fire, um, you know, it's, it's not complicated things. It's actually usually the simple things that, um, usually strike me as being profound and, um, and other things, I guess, outside of that, that inspire me, just things I read. Um, I am, I am deeply um, moved by um, worker struggles. I'm moved by, um, you know, the basically stories of injustice that um, that occur. And I, I will write about in the environment. Um, I will write about. Uh, those topics often um, in my songs. And do you think, yeah, that that muse, the thing that sparks your interest to start an idea, that is what the product ends up becoming, is the, is what the initial inspiration was become the ending result, if that makes sense? Yeah, I, sometimes it does. Sometimes it's a direct line. Like I, I want to write a song about um, the story of Medusa. So the inspiration is that story, except that what will happen, and here's, I guess, your question, um, is that it'll end up becoming larger than that. Like, I'll end up finding that that story has to do with the world at large and the like the Me Too movement and um, and just the uh, oppression of women in general in our in our culture, um, and that that story will will have these moments or roots in it that is like oh my gosh we've been ingesting this material for so long no wonder we're having these problems and so the it becomes this other this this grander vision. Um, that maybe started with a little seed that I'm going to write about. Yeah, yeah, that makes that makes sense. But uh, do you think it, like it's the idea of Medusa itself that is the inspiration, or is there the the slight the the knowledge that there's a story underneath the the story that like so? What I'm wondering is, um, you know, it's not just every Greek myth that's going to inspire you, but there was a specific reason that that story Hmm. spoke to you and is that reason the same reason that inspires your your workers rights uh writing Mm -hmm. and even like nature-based writing that's what i guess i'm wondering well yeah i guess i guess that would be that would be the this the 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 oneness the current of everything that goes through everything like that that um that there's this that there's this injustice in the world and that and it's the same injustice 
it's just it takes on all these different forms, right? And so um, a lot of times I think I'm, I'm always just writing about the same thing. Um, it just has a different name. That's what I wondered, yeah. Yeah, and, um, and, and I guess that that's, and then, and, and so there's that side of my writing that's like this, this, um, you know, there's, there's that piece. Um, and then there's the other piece of, uh, that I'm writing about the things that are just really close to me that are really, that are, uh, that are, are my, are my, are my life or my day to day life that don't have a seemingly big impact on the world. <laughs> you know, that this isn't a world situation. This is just my own personal experience. You know, when I, I talk about, you know, driving to work and seeing geese in the sky and thinking of my family, that isn't a, a giant world view. You know, and maybe it is in a way, because I'm kind of connecting all of these things that everything's entwined and we're all connected. But it, it's really just me recognizing the um, the the way that um, our family is like those those geese that are flying together that that they won't they won't leave each other they won't um, you know they won't uh, uh, abandon an, uh, an an injured animal you know an injured goose they'll they'll stay together until they're all better um, yeah I, I I don't know exactly what it is I just know that there are that there are, are moments where I'll be going along and then I'll have this idea. And then I, I think I have a choice. I could ignore it, <laughs> go about my day, or I could start writing. And if I choose to start writing, then usually a song comes out of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I just, I just work really hard to cultivate not ignoring it. So um, what about you? What inspires you, Angie? <laughs> Yeah, it's less the little day-to-day -day things, I have to say. I don't usually find a ton of inspiration in that. Maybe in the writing. Like, I do a lot of writing, and there's in, in the writing, I can see opportunity for story in lots of the little day-to-day -day things. In my art making, I don't tend to use those day-to-day -day experiences as my inspiration. When I'm art, making art, I I feel like I'm I'm reaching further back than the day to day. I and I've said this since writing an artist statement when I was really young, like 19, you know, just really new in college. I knew even at that time that that my inspiration came from the natural world, that I was inspired by nature, and that I was inspired by the the great source like I've been calling it the world soul that is infused through nature and I've always known that's been my source of artistic inspiration so nature elements pop up in my art making a lot you'll see trees you'll see mountains moons stars birds I tend to fall back on those symbols over and over again 
and I'm always trying to get at source. You know, and I'm, when I say source, I mean like spiritual source. Like to me, it, my art making practice is a very spiritual practice. It's like a meditative practice. When I write, my writing is about reflecting on my my day to day experience. So it's interesting, and I don't think I ever really realized that till this moment that the, those two things are they don't overlap. Maybe if I wrote poetry, I might it might come from the same space of inspiration that the art comes from. And I write my titles, and I often write words within my pieces. You'll see a lot of poems or phrases typed or written directly on my art pieces, the tapestries and books. And those words are coming from that same place, that, that world soul idea from the natural world. So those are my sources of inspiration. I, I love studying world myth, mythology, world religions. I think all of these things are really talking about the same story, just through different lenses of experience and culture, different peoples around the world, their interpretation of the very same thing. And that's such a deep core belief of mine that it, it comes through in the art making, like my the paper making, my painting. It's all a source for that inspiration. Like I'm sitting here and, and I can't like stop looking. We have a beautiful picture window where we're recording this. Right. And it looks out over the very bottom, I guess you could say, of what is Mount uh, Keskadenek or Mount Escutney. Um, and there's trees and we have the little river near our home. And the birds are just flying and there's snow in the trees. And I just, I can't stop looking at it. And I see the, the birds flying. It's usually the first thing I do when I get out of bed is I walk right over to the window and I just look for a little bit and just check what's it look like out there today. And that's like my my constant source, my constant plug. You know, I think of the analogy of like a, a something you plug into a wall. Like in, what's that thing called? Outlet. Well, I know it's the outlet's the part on the wall, but what's the thing that goes into the outlet called? The plug. The plug. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there might be a more technical term for that. Mm. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> <laughs> well, that part is me, right? And I have to plug myself into nature to recharge, to get the juice. But when you're looking out the window, though, you're not looking at it and going, huh, should I wear a raincoat today? That's not how you're looking outside. Not at all. No. Yeah. So, um, how are you when you when you talk about looking outside? What are you seeing? I'm just noticing the trees. I'm noticing the birds. I'm noticing the ground, and I'm noticing the sky. Right. I'm just looking at what's there. I'm noticing the river. It's so amazing living near water. It's different every day. Like you really get the sense that it's a living thing, because it's never the same. Yeah. Like today is not the same as it was yesterday. Yeah. And, you know, and partly right now there's ice on it, so you can see more river or less river. Mm -hmm. But even in the warmer weather, you can see the water rise and lower, and it's different all the time. And so it really feels alive. I just feel like I'm checking in. It's kind of like looking in the mirror in the morning going, oh, look, I've got a little bump there or something. <laughs> like I'm just checking in and looking and going, oh, I see the, I see the sky today. That's interesting. And... Yeah, and I love to go for walks. Like, that is my recharge. And that, like you said, like doing little chores around the yard. 
pops ideas into your mind. Every time I'm outside, that happens. You know, I'll mm-hmm. I'll remember. Oh yeah, the trees are really important to me, and and I need to I need to put a tree in another, in my next piece. <laughs> um, and it's usually as simple as that. Like I don't have any other grand message. Then I just want to remind us that we're connected to this natural world. I mean, more than connected, we are it. Like it is us. We are it. Um, but we build these little boxes of mm. homes, the little box of computer that has the internet, and then those things put a layer between us and the natural world. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was having a thought when you were when you were when you were talking about it's almost like it's almost like when you're when you, you're looking out, it's like you're you're taking that moment that you're seeing the world and you're connecting to the world. And then you're bringing that moment of connection back to your pieces. Yeah. And your, you know, it, it, it isn't a, um, it isn't a photorealistic interpretation of what you're creating, you know, or what you're seeing. Um, it is, it is a, what would you, would, is it, would you say it's a more of an emotional connection is it more of a spiritual connection like what's the when you think about your when you think about the 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 end product on your on your canvas what's the um what what's the i don't want to use the word captured image but that's what am I capturing? What are you capturing? Yeah, I, I think it's a, I'm capturing an ex, a felt experience. I'm capturing a feeling. I don't know why emotion doesn't quite feel right to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like emotion is attached to ego. And I'm trying to remove the ego from that. This is, just, this is what my, this, this body, my body is feeling with these experiences. And, I, and honestly, that's how I work with the pieces. I'm not, I'm not really um, mentally thinking through what I'm doing, I'm feeling through. Like I look and I go, hmm, does that feel right? Does that feel right? Is that color quite right? Sure, okay, maybe it needs a little bit of this and then I'll I'll move in that and then I step back. Does that feel quite right? Yeah. So I don't have like a grand, well-thought-out plan. I'm going with the feeling. And it's the same thing when I walk up to the window I'm just going with the feeling. What's the feeling today out there? That's the feeling. Okay. And when I'm taking a walk in the, you know, the woods, you know, what am I feeling? And, you know, I think, you know, grew up in this really rich, lush, natural world. And my dad definitely helped connect me with the natural world. And, and that is what comes through. So, yeah, that's, I, that, I mean, there's really... It's always about the natural world in some way, shape, or form. And because it's the natural world, there's a deep spirituality in that. Mm. It's the spirit behind the natural world. And I don't use the word God in like maybe the way that a lot of people in the Western world think of God. It's, a, it's different than that. It's, it's, it is that, but it's not as defined by Western experience. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I I know you, so I, right. I know what you mean by that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, that was a long uh, rant. It's just I sort of I, fell into that space of gee, what does inspire? That's what it is every time. Yeah. No, I. I that's excellent. Um, so, <laughs> so we talked about a lot what inspires us, right? And um, and that that. Um, that connection what do we do when we get like stuck mm, what's something mm-hmm. that you do what's a what's what do you do when when you're just you're you're, you're there in your studio and just nothing mm. yeah that's funny I was listening listening to a book on writing and uh, a book on CD not on tape um, and they the author is saying that there's no such thing as writer's block because people don't get like truck driver's block or <laughs> a counter's block or something like that, you know. The the author said, "We it's more likely I have, gee, I wonder if there's any more donuts left block or <laughs> I wonder if I should get another cup of tea block, right? Like there's a lot of excuses for not showing up and doing things, especially if you know what inspires you. Like, so that I think is important to say is, is knowing what brings you joy, knowing what brings you inspiration or or passion, like the what you want to pursue as a passion, knowing what brings you a sense of meaning. When you have a clear sense of that, and it's not always easy to get a clear sense, but when you do, like you say, I know that, like Josh is, I know I, I'm inspired by kind of workers' rights and social justice, and and the natural world is tied into that. like that's not all you're inspired by, but you know that's a source, you can tap into that. Yeah, I mean, if I'm, if I'm like going, gosh, I, I, boy, I don't know what to write a song about. You know, there's, there's a lot of history. Yeah. I could dig into any story and I could just say, you know, I'm gonna write a song about this today. And, you know, um, and that gets me out of that, what could be like the funk, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, you know, the, um, the, where 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 nothing is really emerging, um, you know. So what do you do when you get stuck? Is you know you go in and you, you know, honestly, it uh, like just what you were saying. It's like you know, do I go downstairs and get a, you know, get a get another, uh, you know, bowl of chips or something, or you know, do I do I do I sit here and muscle through this line that I'm I'm suffering with, um, or I'll open up. Instagram and just scroll for right. 25 minutes. <laughs> right, right. You know, or or uh, or maybe I should go online and, and look at another microphone again, you know, or <laughs> or something like that. Uh, check my email, um, you know, uh, <laughs> tweak my website. Um, these are all, honestly, these are all things that are, are, are actually distractions from creating. Mm-hmm. And, um, and one of the things that I... I do for myself, and I, I often describe this as I tend to write my songs in the nooks and crannies of time. That's where I call it. And, um, but I'll, I mean, those nooks and crannies could be pretty big. Like, it doesn't mean that I'm, I'm only writing for like three minutes and then I'm off doing something else. It's like, that's that would be ridiculous. But usually what it means is that I've got this thing I've got to do for school, and maybe I've got to do like X, Y, and Z around the house or whatever. Um, and in between those events is where I'll write a song. 
And that's the nooks and crannies. And um, yeah, you're really good at that. I'm. I. I watch you do that, and I struggle with doing the same. I have to say, like you can very easily fit that into a ten minute block of time. <laughs> and I never feel quite the same way about that. And I don't know if it's just because I'm used to having a lot more time. Mm-hmm. And if I only have ten minutes, that makes yeah. me grumpy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, so I, I date in my journals when I start writing a song and I tend to write, start writing songs on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I, I don't know why. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's summer. It doesn't matter if it's like the middle of the school year. It doesn't, you know, but Tuesdays and Wednesdays seems to be the days when I sit down and I'll just start and I'll, and, and something will happen. Sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll write on a different day, but it, but though that's the vast majority of my songs begin on those days. And then, like, I'll have a rough version. I'll have some, you know, a bunch of lines, and it's usually pretty horrible. And then by the end of the week, I usually have something that's actually, like, forming. And it, it's starting to sound pretty good. And, and I might be walking around the house. I might be vacuuming, or I might be, like, making dinner or whatever. But I'm running the lines in my head. So those kind of, I don't want to call them mindless tasks, but because they're not really mindless. You, you know, you being you can be very present when you're vacuuming. Mm-hmm. Um, but but they're not particularly mentally taxing jobs. You know, it, it isn't like I have to give it a hundred percent of my focus. So I can I can be like going, okay, I, this line isn't working. What could work? And then I do, and then I run upstairs and I add it. I think there's some studies around that. I've, I've, I did some reading on creative practice and creative flow state, and there's something about stopping and changing what you're doing physically that resets your thinking process. Mm. Yeah. And I know, I know. There's also there's also a theory about uh, work expands to fill the time you give it. And so if you give this task 15 minutes, chances are really good it's going to take you all of those 15 minutes to do it. But if you say this task I have to finish in five minutes, then it will probably be done in five minutes. And the, 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 the theory is that the work that you produce in 15 minutes versus five minutes will not have a qualitative difference that they will be about the same level of work. Now, that doesn't obviously work for everything. There's a certain amount of time it takes to, like, plumb a new faucet. Right. Um. Well, that's why I think because in what I do, I need time and space in a different way. Like, if I'm going to make paper, 10 minutes doesn't do it. Right. (laughs) I need way more than 10 minutes to do that. Um, Unless it's been all set up, but then, you know, you have to take the time to set Mm -hmm. it up. So... I often wonder about that, like the art making process is a little more labor intensive, perhaps. Um, and, I, and, you, and by the time you dig out all the materials and you start doing what you're doing, um, 10 minutes goes by and you've just picked up the brush or something. Yeah, no, you're well, I, I, I will 100% agree with you. I never have to wait for my guitar to dry. Right. You know, like that. Well, you have to wait for the strings to stretch sometimes. Well, yeah, okay, but let's, you know, we, we could have a whole episode about how often I don't change my strings. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> No, you're right. And, and so the materials um, definitely affect that. But I've been 
spending some time working in a sketchbook with watercolor pencils because it's simple. I just pick up the pencil, open the book, and immediately make a mark. Mm. And that has been a recent thing I've been doing um, because I could do it in five or ten minutes. Um, and it gets me doing something creative. Yeah, it's like, it's like um, I think of it as like me riffing. You know, I'll just be sitting around. I'm not writing the song. I'm just riffing. I'm just playing little niblets. And, um, and then something, maybe I grab something and I go, aha, that's pretty cool. I'm now going to file that away and, and pick it up again, um, you know, and maybe write a song around it. Right. Like, that, that is, they're sketches. And, um, and that I do exactly the same thing. Um, and that's different than recording a song. You know, recording a song takes time. Mm. <laughs> Harder to do in 10 minutes. <laughs> yes. I might get the right take in 10 minutes, but it's probably not the first 10 minutes I sat down. <laughs> you know, it's, it's probably a week later, <laughs> 30, 10 <Right>. minutes later. <laughs> so I guess the moral of the story is that that when nothing is inspiring, that maybe you need to try harder. You need to start somewhere. You need to make a mark. You need to find a direction. You need to have an understanding of the things that inspire you. And it doesn't mean you're limited to them, but they can be a starting place if you're feeling Mm -hmm. stuck. Because there is no such thing as writer's block. (laughs) Or artist block. or Musician's block. There's just... I need another bowl of chips block. <laughs> right, right. Something, you know, boy, that episode of, you know, Queen's Gambit is really, you know, I just really need to watch it, you know, like like that kind of thing. Like, Yeah. You know, yeah. the, yes. It's really just a matter of refocusing and trying something somewhere. And then you, before you know it, it leads right. into something creative and inspiring. Right. So that's, I guess, our our action steps for you. Yep. What inspires you? Yeah, get out your journal. Because honestly, I know I know I use a journal. I know you use a journal, um, Angie and I. And um, I, I, some of the kids I teach, you know, they're like, I just write my lyrics on the computer or whatever. And I'm like, okay, you can do that. But I'm telling you what, <laughs> computers they update. You save a file. I have songs written uh, that I saved on a computer that are on three by five, like floppy disks. I have no way to pull up those lyrics, you know, ever again, you know, because I just don't have the technology. But the funny thing is, is I have journals from 30 years ago that I can open up and still read the lyrics I was writing. Yeah. Get a get a <laughs> cheap journal. It doesn't even have yeah. to be an expensive one. It's better if it's not cuz then you won't be afraid to to mess it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get something and 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 I found for me I need lines in my journal. And I hate lines. So there you go. <laughs> so some people like dots, you know, but but that old analog system of pen or pencil on paper is timeless. Like you know, we, the, as a form of recording, it is super, super old. And it is actually neck that, that is the oldest form of recording that we still use as a human species. So um, the, taking that and recording your ideas, write down in your journal what inspires you. 
you know, ask yourself the questions that we asked us. And I think the way to figure that out is to, to realize what brings you joy, what brings you curiosity, what do you want to learn more about, what do you find yourself looking at? Those are the places to start. Yeah, what's the, what's the um, you know, what's the things that, that, um, that bring you, that bring you peace? What are the things that boil your blood? Yeah. You know, what are the things that um, that that make you uncomfortable that that make you really comfortable? You know, those extremes, you can play around with those. Um, and they can they can they, they I, I sometimes those are where the best low hanging fruit is. Yeah. You know, yeah. if they're not subtle. <laughs> so start there and and then keep coming back and decide you know how you want to express that thing that is pulling at your attention yeah yeah and uh keep writing keep making keep creating it's really the the um the only the only thing that happens when you don't do it is that it doesn't ever happen it doesn't get done um and what I often tell my, my students is that the only songs that you're able to listen to that are out there on the radio, they're the ones that got finished. You never get to hear the songs that no one finished. Those aren't out there. Right. There are an awful lot of them. So take your time and finish your songs. All right. See you next time. Bye. You have been listening to Alter to the Muse podcast, a production of Jai Studios, LLC. Visit us at altertothemuse.com for more.